What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast. Yeah, with your boy, the bowtie comedian, Mike Goodwin. We're back. And I'm back without doing a bow tie. Just going to be myself because this bow tie situation can be a lot. It's a lot of moving pieces and parts versus I put on a nice shirt and my hat. I'm ready to roll. I grab a dress shirt. Then like, hey, did I get the collars for my dress shirt? Does this dress shirt need cufflinks? Oh, I hadn't worn this jacket in a while, and it's holding on to me like siblings that have been long lost from one another. So I, I said, okay, let's let's reevaluate this for ease and simplicity. And so we were out the bow tie today, and I think we're gonna have a great, great episode. Anyway, as you know, each episode begins with the On the Road Again segment. Now, this week, I was not on the road. I was home with the family all the days. I think I got back home on Sunday around possibly 3.30-ish from Colorado. We're, and my family is entering the phase of AAU basketball. Now, if I'm, at, if I'm not mistaken, this is my son's second year playing AAU. Last year, we played sort of, kind of. Like last year, he was going to the practices, but he didn't always go to the games. So I think this year we are committed to going to the games. Now, if you want to talk about a racket, look no further than an AAU basketball situation. Now, I don't know about volleyball i don't know about other forms of aau but basketball look i need to get in on some of this action because they are bleeding people for money look the average weekend because from what i what i understand i'm new i'm a new i'm a newly initiated aau Parent. Now, back in my day, back in my day, when I was a young lad, back in my day, it was exclusive. It was elite. It was selective to be on an AAU team. Wasn't a lot of AAU teams. And you really had to try out to get on the team. And, and, and the people that played on the AAU circuit were the better players. That's not what AAU is now. It's like recreation basketball has snuck over into the AAU landscape. 
Because again, AAU was for the for the ballers, for the for the folks that were scholarship candidates to various schools, whether that be Division Two, Division One, Division Three, whatever the level of, of, of athletics or basketball you find yourself in, the, the, the kids that were playing on the AAU circuit were typically the better athletes. There were only a few teams. There wasn't very many teams. Now, there is a plethora of teams. You can throw a rock and hit an AAU team, and they are going to get your money. They're getting your money. They're going to get your money in a variety of ways. You're going to pay the AAU fee, money. You're going to... Go and watch your children play in these AAU games. Money. Because you're there for the majority of the day, you're going to be spending money on concessions. More money. You're going to travel much further than your local area. Money. In some cases, you may need to get lodging for the team or your child. Money. Hey, just for a little cheap wrist bracelet. A little cheap wrist bracelet. And the crazy part. The crazy part. Hey, I'm never going to knock anyone's legal hustle. If you out here legitimately within the the realms of legal society. Hey, man, do what you do. But it's one thing to pay this money to see these games and there's nobody at the scores table. There's no one keeping the books. The referees, they are timely. They kind of lollygag in at their own pay. It's Woo! And we're not even going to talk about the basketball ability that my son possessed. And as we get older, it, it seem it's seeming to 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 dissipate. It's is beginning to vanish. Now I've I've realized recently he needs another voice, so I, I'm going to have him. Uh, train that's a very loose word with with someone and I know I know a high school coach and and his assistant coach and and, and he have uh, some training opportunities so I said yeah my son needs to stop hearing so much from me he's he's going to continue to hear from me but not so much not so much so we so we we will table his Playing time discussion, but just the the arena of AAU basketball is is mind blowing. <laughs> it's it's really like a rite of passage for parents. Like you're going to have to go down this road to get your parent certification at the end to say I have all 
the awards and decorations for my years of service. You need to get that AAU ribbon on your on your dress blues. Man, you talking about consuming a day. Day gone. I think Saturday, my son, they had an 830 game. Now, again, this is in this is not where I live. This is 30 minute trips, which is great. Like they could easily have been in North Charleston or Rock Hill or some other part of the state or even another state, but they, they were about 30 miles from my home. And then they went to another spot called Gilbert. Yes, sir. We were out in Gilbert from, so you went to Gilbert and at eight, that eight thirty eight that morning, we didn't go to Gilbert, we went to a, a place in Lexington. So they finished that game. Let's say they finished that game around, 9.40 or so. Now we're back home, 11 o'clock. Now the next game doesn't happen until 4 o'clock. So that's we need to be back around 3.15. Nice little gap there between 11 to 2-ish, 2.30-ish. That was fine. Then we go back. Four o'clock game, and then depending on your win or loss, we played either that night again at 8.15, which we ended up doing. So I didn't leave. I didn't leave this time. I did, from, that was about three hours. We, we ended at 5, and then the next game was going to be at 8. I said, yeah, we just go chill. And I bring I bring my stuff. I bring my bag and books and tablets. So I'm, I'm – very well prepared. But yeah, that uh that's it's AU interesting. And it's interesting to find yourself rooting for your child's team to lose so you can go back home. Like, hey man, y'all don't. <laughs> I would not be upset. I, I think most in most cases you get four games. That I think that's what they're trying to. Give each team four games at the minimum. You get four games, two games, one day, and then one two games the other day. But yeah, I think we had a three games and one game, three games, one game. And I and the, the I, I'm not even concerned about the wins and losses. I'm concerned about hey man, how soon do we get up out of here? And the other thing I'm concerned about is my son's development. I want him to understand, and I think he enjoys it. I think he enjoys being on the team. They have a, a pretty competitive team. We don't want we, 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 if you come out a weekend, we're often 50. We're at 500. We, 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 we win two and lose two on average. That's about where we are. Two and two. But sometimes we can be one and three or three and one. We, we got a nice little, nice little team. So y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Ah. Here's the time that you've been waiting for. The best advice ever. Best advice ever is simply don't complain. Man, don't complain. I know that the older I get, I'm realizing that things are going to happen. And most times... 
it doesn't help to complain about them. Now, sometimes complaining helps. I'm not going to – I'm not of the opinion that complaining does not help. I'm just saying my advice to you is don't. Don't be a complainer. Don't be a complainer. Don't be a person – that is always complaining and always is critical and finding issues with everything. Be solution oriented. As I was making my notes, I simply said, whining is not sexy. Who doesn't want to be sexy? I know this is, (laughs) this is some strange information. On my podcast, because like this is clean comedian Mike Goodwin. This is a Christian guy, but hey, man, whining is not sexy. It's nothing sexy about that. And I definitely do think that there's a level of leadership that involves sexiness. <laughs> <laughs> but but we don't we don't call it sexiness. We say it's attractive. It's it's more appropriate to say that, hey man, that is a very attractive trait. If you say sexy trait, you hear that uh, that 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 music shaka bow bow. Now we're not I'm not talking about that. We're just saying that whining is not desirable. It's not something that folks want to hear regularly a little bit of whining eh, like a little sprinkle like a like a dab of do you can't be whining all the time not always having issues with everything no no complaining people do don't complain don't complain figure out a way to better communicate your needs I think that's one thing that I've learned over the years, how to communicate my emotions. Again, I'll say it. I've said it a few times. Men traditionally have not been able to talk about how they feel. It's not deemed appropriate men from my experience being a man all the days of my life even when I was not a man I was a pre-man with the goal of becoming a man even when I was a young boy I wanted to be a man boys to men that was my goal let me get over there in that manhood situation And as I was going along that journey, I deemed the two emotions that men could effectively express or express without impunity or condemnation or speculation or criticism. Two emotions. You could be angry. And you could be horny. Those are the two that you could be. You could be angry or you could have a desire for a girlfriend or girls, women, ladies, right? 
And as I've developed, grown, mature, I've realized, hey, man, I, I'm sad sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm very frustrated. There are times that I'm happy. Oh, can't be happy. Not you, little black boy. No happiness for you. No black boy joy for you. And what has happened, instead of having healthy modes of communication, you adopt very passive-aggressive, unhealthy, combative ways to communicate. And one of those ways is to complain and to be critical and to always point a judging finger, a finger of judgment. And I've learned to effectively communicate all my emotions. And, and hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed at how you are in, engaging with me. This makes me, makes me very sad. Oh, man, you sad? Oh, oh look at Mr. Sad. Oh, you want to cry? You sad? You want your mummy? Like, hey. Stop. And, and, and not just men. Men don't just do it to you. Women. Women will do it to you, too. You say you feel a certain way. And, oh, you want me to give you a hug? You're like, hey, hey, quit deflecting. Quit trying to not get to the heart of the matter. And uh, try to inhibit men from communicating. So. It's important for us to don't complain. Don't complain. Don't complain. Don't be a complainer. Don't find yourself with something to say. My mom, my mom, she, you know, my mom's one of the most positive people I know. Maybe to a to a fault sometimes. It's like, mama, you you need to say something about that. But if you don't have anything good to say, don't don't say anything at all. Don't don't complain. So that's been the advice of the day. Now I've been I've been talking about this for a while. The Church of Prime Time. The Church of Dion Sanders. I've I've been a, a big proponent of what Dion had going on in Jackson State. Now Dion is at Boulder. He's at he's at the University of Colorado, and he's been very provocative or controversial a little bit. But Dion's always been that way. But now he's he's doing some things that's like it 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 seems to be seems to be a little trolling. It seems to be a little petty. And so I, I, I I'm not I'm not out of the church. I'm not I'm not left the church. I just haven't been to service. In a few weeks, but I did read this article in GQ. And when I was going over my stuff, I, I need to give y'all the the month, the issue. And I don't I don't even have the the reporters, the reporter's name. But as I read it, I, I just felt. You know, there's often a conversation around and, and this is heightened. This this conversation has heightened. I know within the last 
15 years, especially since I've been in college, the idea of the media, the media, when you say the media, it represents liberal thinking, the aha, I got you, this, 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 not a Christian worldview, but a secular worldview, the media, and they have an agenda and there's something that's nefarious about the media, right? And that, that's kind of been the vibes, depending on what the publication is. New York Times, the Washington Post, everybody has an angle. Fox News, CNN, MBNMS, NBC, all, all these outlets, right? So I'm thinking GQ, hey GQ, just want to talk to you, boy, about fashion, right? What's the trends and the style? the style movements and what's happening in society. So I'm reading this article and I, I don't like the tenor of the, of the writer. It seems, he seems a little disrespectful, kind of slick. He asked the question, would I let my son play for him? He said, I would play for him. And then he, he talks about his money. He says he got 29.5 million over five years. Says Dion's the only person to play in the Super Bowl and World Series. Talked about the Colorado's team, their eleven and the one and eleven finish. He says the Pac-12 is the highest echelons of college football. What? This is what the writer says. Basically talking about Dion working at at Colorado, and he says the Pac-12 is the highest echelon. College football. Yeah. It's debatable. One thing I've I've been enjoyed with one of the phrases that Dion has been saying. It says, in coaching, there's either elevation or termination. That's <laughs> I think that's an excellent way to kind of look at it. So this writer talks about Troy Aikman being his best, one of his close friends. And he uses words like Dion was luring top recruits. Say when he took the job at JSU, he claimed he was answering God. Like those words just seem, it seemed a very antagonistic unnecessarily. Then, so Dion, it seemed to be there was an issue about when they could talk. So they were talking on the phone. Dion wanted to meet in person. Dion was very standoffish from what the the author was communicating. So then they finally go to a lunch spot, and the guy says they go to this lunch spot, an unusual pick for someone who famously doesn't drink. (laughs) He says Dion specializes in two things, performance and spectacle. So I I want – one of my goals is to be profiled in, in GQ magazine, and if that is the type of profile, if it's going to be someone who has a very different opinion of me than I do of myself, I was like, oh man, would I be still interested in being interviewed? And I, I found that this to be, it felt a little disingenuous, it felt shady, man, reading what this guy was writing as it relates to Dion. Like, if I'm in GQ, I wanted to be like, I'm handing out the, the articles. Like, yo, check this out. But after I read that, if I was Dion, I would really feel like, hey, man, 
It's the media. Or I would not be a fan of, of what was written. So I was talking about this, this article for weeks. And so I'm finally, I finally was able to share my thoughts on this, on this. And I've said so about three times. I heard it. I'm counting it. Also, a new new segment I've I've added was the phrase that is interesting segment. I've been listening to a lot of baseball, especially college baseball. I'm a University of South Carolina fan, and I like the big teams. I like football, basketball, baseball, you know, women's basketball. I'm a big fan. Those are probably the ones I really I tune in. I'll listen to the games. So I was watching, listening to the baseball game this weekend, and the announcer said, put a little extra mustard on this hot dog. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? And, and for those of you that are not familiar with, with baseball lexicon, it's basically adding velocity to the pitch. So a heater, I don't, I don't think a hot dog is a fastball, but I think – when you're throwing a fastball, if you put a little mustard on it, that means it's extremely fast. And so I found that to be a very interesting phrase. Put a little mustard on his hot dog. A little extra mustard on that one. I was like, huh. I need to put a little extra mustard on some of these jokes. <laughs> put a little extra mustard. On your counseling session, at your work, at your job, what what can you do a little better? Put a little bit of more intensity. I know Jeremy's going to put a little extra mustard on this editing for this podcast, right? I found that to be a very interesting phrase. And as we wrap up for the day, I'll share from the mind of Mike. Y'all, I fell down. I was on a run about a week ago. And I'm talking about I ate it. I'm talking about I was sprinting the last maybe 10 yards and I wiped out. There's a there's a meme that's going around like cool ways to die or something like that. There's this thing. I, if somebody was recording me falling, I would have been meme worthy. I would have been I would have went viral. I skint my knee. I mean, I, I was airborne. I had to do like the military tuck and roll. Like it was a, it, it would have put a lesser man in the emergency room. <laughs> it would have put a less active person in the hospital. Now it probably wouldn't have because they wouldn't have been out there sprinting in the neighborhood. I mean, I just, I ate it. My knee still, I'm talking about my knee tore up and I and so I I had a meeting when I called and I was getting on at nine to my wife and I'm talking knee skinned up like it's red I come in the house and I sit down you know I get a little paper towel and I'm dabbing it she looking so concerned <laughs> and I'm I'm embarrassed you know you want to tell your wife I just fell down you know my male machismo that men you know you can't say hey I'm hurt I hurt myself Hey, I hurt myself on my run. You can't, hey, man laws, man codes, right? <laughs> my wife looking like, what happened? I'm like, I got in a fight. <laughs> That's my mind. That's what my mind of my good one. Instead of telling my wife, hey, 
was sprinting, tripped, wiped out. Now I got in a fight. I'm out of my run. Put my hands on this dude. Disrespecting my <laughs> disrespecting my run pace. Disrespecting my stride. I had to put my hands on him. This is the this is the silly stuff we find ourselves in doing. From the mind of Mike, I just should have said, hey man, I fell. I fell down. No. Got in the fight. She see you see the other guy. <laughs> Tore my knee up. Well, thank y'all again for checking in. Hopefully, this has been entertaining, educational, inspirational for you. I know I've enjoyed my time. Check me out on social media. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Really not on Twitter, but if you're on Instagram, TikTok, I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Facebook. I'm at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com. I also watch this on YouTube. I got about 20 views, people. This is, even if you don't watch it, just play it and put it on mute. Like you can have it. I need more than 20 views. Like this. Even if you just listen to the audio part of it, just play it while you go to bed and on mute. Just just have it go through because I got to get some people over to YouTube to look at my stuff. Uh, me and Jeremy, we spent some time <laughs> recently getting videos off the platform because it's like, hey, man, those been out there for four years with a whole 17 views. Man, get that thing off there. Take that. Take that down, my guy. Also, share, like, subscribe, tell folks about the podcast. Man, I hope you're really enjoying it. If you want to send me a question, I have a cue the, the Ask the Bowtie segment. You can send that to info and mikegoodwin.com. If you're not on my email list, just drop by mikegoodwin.com backslash updates, and you'll get all the information about my upcoming tour. We're putting together the dates for the tour that will take place August fall. Let's say fall of 2023. I'll give you the name of it. We're going to launch it and drop dates and cities and all that good stuff. But again, thank y'all so much for tuning in for another episode of the best advice ever podcast. I'm your boy, Mike Goodwin. Peace.